as many as 65 to 90% of interns are female, depending on the industry. Yet, only 23% of executives in the United States are female. That's a huge disparity. My next guest, Emily Sheridan, talks about how female leaders can increase their impact and close that gap. Welcome to Passion and Profits Without Burnout. I'm your host, Jacob Moore. I'm a speaker, coach, childhood suicide loss survivor, and filmmaker who left Hollywood to follow my heart of service. I've helped tens of thousands of people find the balance in their life between passion and profits. On the show, I'm going to teach you how to build a trauma-responsive, resilient, and impactful community and organization, all without burning out. Let's get started. Today, Emily and I discuss how influential female leaders have to invest in themselves in order to derive the outcomes that they're seeking. She shares three lessons on how to do this. The first is how to give yourself the grace that you give others. Something that's not exclusive to females, but is important for leaders. The second is how to know and share your why, or as we say, how to have that mission mindset. And the third is how to play to your strengths, understanding what those are and how to use them to maximize your impact. Emily is the Vice President of National and Academic Health Systems at Gerard Philip Crate and Hancock, a healthcare communications company out of Nashville. She has fantastic information to share. Please welcome my guest, Emily Sheridan. Hi, Emily. Welcome. Thanks for being here. And thanks for your preparation. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So you are, are someone who I've had the pleasure of knowing for uh, many years now. And I have vicariously through LinkedIn, mostly um, and other social media platforms, seen you really grow as as a leader and someone who in your career has, you know, found a lot of success. And, um, you know, I've, I've been so impressed by that. I was like, I got to have you on the show to, to talk about this, this great topic. So, um, can you just give, uh, our, our guests, our listeners a little background on what your trajectory has been in your career and where you are today? Sure. Uh, well, first I'll say that, um, I jumped on this opportunity one, because, can't say no to an old friend, but two, I love to mentor other women and um, help them grow in their careers because I wouldn't be where I am today had it not been for uh, so many of the managers and mentors that I've had over the years. Uh, I started my career as an intern at a big global PR agency in Chicago and uh, have, have risen through the ranks of public relations agencies since that time. So I spent uh, almost 11 years in Chicago and had an opportunity to help open an office in Detroit for Finn Partners, uh, which was a phenomenal, phenomenal opportunity to grow and learn a lot about myself and learn a lot about how teams are formed and function. Uh, and then I um, ultimately do a lot with healthcare 
and wanted to move to Nashville, which is really a hub of healthcare for our country. And so now I work with health systems all across the country based in Nashville. That's fantastic. And um, I knew you in Chicago days, and it's been really cool to see you know, how, how your career has grown um, and how you've become you know, more influential as a leader. And, and that's really what we're talking about today, um, especially through the lens of female leadership, um, because you, know, you all are still the minority um, when it comes to corporate America, especially, and you know, giving you know, a voice to female leaders is, is really important for equity and workplace. So um, can you share a little bit about um, how, what that experience has been for you as a female leader who has, has found great success, um, like you mentioned, has mentioned, uh, mentored other, you know, uh, females in, in your workplace. Um, what's, what's that experience like? Sure. I would say that I have been very fortunate in that in the communication space, there are far more leaders who are women than in many other industries, but still, uh, despite you know ninety percent of interns and entry level uh, staff at a PR firm being female, as you look up the ranks, there are more and more uh, men, higher percentage of men in those senior leadership positions, right. and I think that that can be a bit disheartening, but it can also be a challenge, and to find those women who have. Uh, risen the ranks and are leading big teams and big pieces of large organizations. I've always tried to latch onto those people and uh, learn from them, just watch their every move, watch how they handle difficult conversations, watch how they gain respect in their own way from uh, their male peers and colleagues and ask for mentorship and come to those times with questions and ask about specific scenarios and situations. Um, I also constantly am investing in my own uh, professional development, knowing that, um, you know, I think the stat is if a man feels that he makes like 30% of a job description, if he can check the boxes on like 30% of it, uh, he'll apply for the job. Whereas if a woman has like one thing that's in the job description that they've never done before, they're less likely to even apply. Mm. And so reminding myself of that and, you know, um, pursuing an executive MBA uh, was, was really, really important for my own growth. Yeah, I love that. And I, I think that's an important reminder for anyone who has maybe imposter syndrome or feels like they don't have the skill sets to measure up um, that like good enough is good enough. Uh, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be the best at something. Um, you can be enough in enough areas for it to count. So, Absolutely. Emily, you shared with me three areas that you really invest in you know, yourself to, to grow as a leader. And it's it may seem counterintuitive to some people but what i what i'm really seeing is like thematically here is that uh 
you're you're really investing in self-care in a way that allows you to grow through your career. Can you share a little bit about you know these philosophies, these sort of three areas that you're you're doing that that sort of you know self improvement or self um, investment in? Yeah, I mean, as you asked me to give thought to advice for female leaders to aspiring female leaders, I thought about initially like. Uh, tips for being a good leader and a manager. And as I thought about it more, what I don't see enough of is what you need to do for yourself in order to be a leader, to be inspiring, uh, to, uh, you know, really come to work at 100, 110% every day. And I mean, that means um, not considering it selfish when you need to, uh, Take some time for yourself. Uh, I don't have kids. I only have two dogs. Uh, So I can only imagine how much um, working moms um, have this constant battle of caring for not only their teens, but their families. Um, And, you know, we we have to take care of ourselves, uh, whichever scenario you happen to live in. Um, You know, a strong leader just can't run on empty. You got to... Keep investing in yourself and that I think of in, in a couple of different ways, but in the day to day and making sure that you're showing up um, sharp and positive and, and ready to work and that you are also you know, continually investing in yourself uh, and learning new things and growing and, and changing with your industry. Yeah. I, I think that's really sound advice. And you mentioned um, this idea of giving yourself the same grace that you would give others. What do you, what do you mean by that? I think that a good leader has a lot of empathy um, for her team, um, for the people that she works alongside. And honestly, I feel that I often give more grace and empathy to my team and to my mm-hmm. clients than I give myself. Um, but we have to give ourselves that same grace. Um, you know, we're all battling so many different things. I mean, especially these past few years, I mean, so many changes in how we live our lives and how we work, uh, you know, changing to working remotely, um, to, you know, concerns about, um, you know, diseases that we didn't even know existed beforehand, um, we wage a lot of wars in our head, I think. Um, burnout. Uh, I've certainly been through extreme burnout myself over the years. Um, imposter syndrome is a daily battle. It's not something that ever completely goes away, at least for me. And um, we have to give ourselves grace that we're dealing with all of those things in the background of the work that we're doing and um, create ways that we can, you know, overcome them and um, accomplish great things despite those challenges. Um, But you're going to have a bad day. You're going to fail every now and then. You're going to say the wrong thing on a call. It's how you recover. And uh, you have to think about what you would say to the person that you are, um, you know, leading or managing and, and say that to yourself because, Someone need, you need to hear it just as much as someone else does sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, for what it's worth, that's not exclusive to to females. Um, you know, 
I have a great amount of imposter syndrome and, um, and I think, you know, people who have grew up with, you know, early childhood trauma often do. Um, but to some extent, I think we all do. I think it's a fallacy to think that, you know, anyone's immune from that. And, um, rather than, you know, this sort of fake it till you make it, I'm a huge advocate of, Hey, we need to talk about this stuff. We need to be open about, um, the challenges that we're facing and, you know, if we are feeling burnt out, but, you know, and I don't work in the corporate space. Um, so, so I want to, I want to ask this of you, what do you see around the pressure to just put on a mask and just pretend and push through it? Um, especially when, you know, as a female, you're up against men who, you know, get the benefit of the doubt in a lot of cases. Yeah, I think how, how that, um, I'm sorry, what was that last bit? Oh, how do you reconcile that? Yeah. I think that the first thing to remember as a woman is you probably don't have the same support system that your male colleagues have. Uh, I remember one situation with male colleagues a couple of years ago and they couldn't understand why I couldn't work like three 14 hour days in a row. And I said, well, I got to go to the grocery store. I got to do a load of laundry. And they looked at me like, you mean that's not just done for you? <laughs> like if I don't do it, nobody does. <laughs> and I, you know, I needed clean, you know, uh, clothes, socks or whatever to pack for whatever trip we were, we were going right. on to see a client. Um, so always remember that you have a different support system than other people. And if you don't feel like you have the support system you need, go out and find it. Um, join a network, um, find a friend, whether that be a colleague or someone, you know, that, you know, from, uh, you know, school or the gym or whatever to, to be that support system for you. Um, I think that oftentimes we really need to, you know, create our own, um, our own support system and our own yeah. champions and cheerleaders to tell us we're doing a great job. Uh, I've been lucky enough to have several of those people in my life since college who have rooted mm -hmm. me on, even when I wasn't rooting myself on. Yeah. Um, as a culture, I have seen so much improvement in the last 20 years on being open and honest about mental health about burnout, about needing to take a mental health day. Um, that quite frankly was a joke that I, you know, when I first heard that word, I'm like a mental health day. Like that was a uh, slang for, you know, wanting to go to the beach on a beautiful Being summer lazy. day in Chicago, right? right. We both lived yeah. in Chicago. We know how awesome, you know, summer days are there. Um, but now it's a real thing. And when someone on my team says, Hey, I've had, I'm dealing with a lot outside of work and I've been really stressed. I really think I need a mental health day. I'm like, absolutely. You know, log it as a sick day. Like mental health is just important as your physical health. And if you can't yeah. um, bring your, your whole self to work, then, you know, you need to be open and honest about that. It's best for you and that. it's best for your team. Yeah, absolutely. And that's such a fantastic way to lead empathetically. And that's, that's one of our, you know, core, core values here. Um, 
with the show and with, with my programs is, you know, you have to lead from, you know, an empathetic place and create this culture of empathy. Mm -hmm. Um, that's how we, you know, truly create a, a culture that, you know, meets the needs of the individuals and, you know, from a bottom line perspective, um, helps with, you know, investment and, you know, commitment to, uh, you know, a cause or a company when you have people who feel like they're, they're fully supported. Um, Absolutely. I, I think it, it's interesting because, you know, so I, I, you know, I work for myself and so I've always had to create my own, uh, my own peer group. And that's just normal for me. I didn't, I didn't go to college. I didn't have that sort of, you know, built in group, like a lot of people do. And, um, and it's, it's a struggle. It's a struggle as an entrepreneur to, to find that peer support. And what I'm hearing you say is like, that's kind of what like most women in corporate America just experience just by virtue of like not belonging to the old, old boys club. Absolutely. I mean, to be completely honest, um, some of my biggest cheerleaders don't understand what I do all day long. They know I have clients. Uh, they know that I'm in communications and they have a, a sense of an idea of what that means that, you know, I often help clients in times of crisis that I've been really busy this past week because the client with hospitals in, in, in West Florida where uh, Hurricane Ian just decimated right. the area. Um, but they don't need to know the details. They know when I'm struggling. They know when um, I just need a need a boost, right? And yeah. um, I also have friends in the industry that I've made over the years. Uh, my best friend from high school, uh, she and I have very similar jobs and similar backgrounds. And that's such a blessing um, that I've been very fortunate to have uh, to be able to, to call her up and say, oh my gosh, you know, she's known me since I was 15. So uh, I'm very blessed to have that and know that a lot of people don't, but I think everyone can find someone to talk to. And, yeah. you know, it can be lonely at the top as a woman or as a man or as an entrepreneur um, like yourself. Yeah. You know, but Emily, I, I want you to give yourself credit here because, um, you know, you say you're, you're blessed to have that, but you you also built that you sought it out and and I sense a little bit of strategy with that. Um, so, you know that's that's not a skill set that everybody has. And I think a big takeaway for people here is that is something you need to invest in. That is necessary wherever you are in in whatever type of work that you do. Right. Let's move on to this the second strategy that you bring. Um, which is knowing your why. Can you share a little bit about that and what your why is? Yeah. You mentioned earlier the importance of creating a culture at an organization. And I have found that one of the best ways to create uh, a really positive culture is to share the why and why you're doing this work. Um, you know, we can't all be saving the planet or curing cancer, but um, I know that you are very passionate about the why behind the work that you do. And, um, you know, no matter what it is that you do, there's a reason that you're doing it. And um, sharing that with your colleagues and 
um, frankly, putting it on the wall somewhere, like have a post-it on your screen. Like this is why you get up in the morning. Um, if I think about what I'm most proud of and the moments in my career where I, um, you know, really want to shout from the rooftops what I've done, it's when I felt like I've really been able to make change to impact people's lives. Um, I got to work with a health insurance plan right after the Affordable Care Act um, went into play and help people understand how to make decisions for their care and how to utilize um, these new health plans that they didn't know how to use in order to keep their families safe. And that was such rewarding work. Um, And similarly, uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, to be able to help hospitals and health systems uh, talk to patients, talk to caregivers, talk to their communities uh, as new information was was coming and policies were having to change. Um, that again, you know, I could I could be fueled on that for days and barely get any sleep and not be burned out, right? Because um, what I was doing, I could really see it have an impact uh, and in positively impacting people's lives. Uh, now we can't you can't go on like hyper mode constantly. You have to give yourself a break, um, but. It's um, it really does help to bring a team together and it helps you uh, try new things and um, just really give your career uh, the oomph that you're, you're probably looking for. If you really think about that, why and celebrate those times where you're really able to deliver that. Absolutely. I'd call that, you know, having a, a mission mindset mm-hmm. and infusing that into every bit of culture and every you know SOP and workflow you know that you have it if you're driven by that mission then you know you don't have to depend on just that energy to drive you you know all the time because that'll it, it runs out sometimes you know so uh, i i love that idea but sharing it with your team is just as important, right? Knowing your why is important, but sharing it with others, I think, is a is a key here. Um, it has to be bigger than you, grow beyond just you, right? Absolutely. And that is a lesson I have learned from leaders that I've worked for. Um, I work at a strategic communications firm. We work only with healthcare providers. And our mission is to make healthcare better. And it is infused into almost every hour-long internal meeting we have, in every proposal that we write, uh, in every uh, annual review we do for a colleague. Um, It's part of our language. It's part of who we are. And we we all share that why. Um, You don't come to work at Gerard unless you share that why and can be passionate about that. And um, it's, it's really a way to create that, you know, network of group of people um, who you can lean on and, and trust to, um, to help you in your career, ultimately to um, just serve that shared mission. Yeah. I love that. That's beautiful, you know, because so many companies are driven by profits in the bottom line, you know, 
there, there's a reason why, you know, this, this show has both in the title, right? We need the passion. We need the, the profits mm-hmm. and there has to be balance there. Um, because if it's one without the other, then it's not sustainable for anyone. So, uh, so I, I love that. And, um, you also mentioned this idea of, uh, playing to your strengths. Um, you, you talked a lot, a little bit about that in the uh, beginning here, but, um, can you share a bit more around what it means to play to your strengths and how that's shown up in your career? Sure. I mean, I think that we all have to have a balance between showcasing your strengths and putting yourself in uh, situations where you know that you're going to succeed. Like I know what I'm really good at. And when that opportunity comes around, I'm going to raise my hand and say, absolutely. Let me, you know, let me at that. Let me try that. Um, but you can't do that too much that you are turning down opportunities to learn new things that you are not providing space for others to learn, right? Um, others on your team that might want a chance at doing what you're really good at because they've watched you do it and they're ready to right. try new things. Uh, and also, I can't think of an industry that hasn't changed dramatically uh, in, in our lifetimes. And so we have to continue to learn and evolve and grow as professionals as our industry does. Um, so I am often telling, um, the people that I, I manage and mentor that no one will care about your professional development as much as you do. So you have to be your own CEO when it comes to your growth. Um, Mm. in my last position, I felt that I wasn't getting a lot of, uh, guidance and mentorship. And so I applied to Michigan State's executive MBA program. And I did that on my own time every other weekend. Uh, I just joined um, a network of other professional women called Chief, where I get to um, learn from other women who are in, you know, had these amazing careers and different um, paths to success. Um, You know, there's LinkedIn learning, there's masterclass. There are so many ways in which you can learn on your own time, learn new skills, learn how to do something you've never done before uh, and and stay fresh. Yeah. And I, I think what I'm hearing in this as well is, you know, some amount of strategy, right? You saw a gap maybe where you were being overlooked or you weren't getting as much, you know, attention as you, as you needed in your career. And so you, you went and you filled a gap Mm -hmm. and um, looked for a network to, you know, connect and to make, um, you know, headway in, in maybe some, some things that you want to do in your career. So I think that's really smart. Um, you mentioned LinkedIn. I recently had a guest, Mindy Rosser, who's an expert at networking through LinkedIn. And um, that's also where I saw you you pop up. Um, and it was uh, recently, you know, you mentioned joining Chief and this group. And that's what really inspired me to reach out to you and say, hey, I want to have you on as a guest. And, um, you know, there there's an amount of strategy with that and 
and I think it's necessary to share that. So I love that idea of being your own CEO, um, but it's also being your own PR firm as well, right? And and getting the word out there so that people, you know, can can know what you're up to. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people network for you know new business for prospecting their job. Uh, and that is certainly an aspect of what I do. But frankly, I like to network just to meet new people, just to learn new things. And I think that uh, networking online as well as in the real world is about just being a genuinely good person. Uh, the best networking I had at the last conference I went to, the best conversation I had with a potential prospect is because me and another woman were waiting for our Ubers at like, 30 in the morning to go to O'Hare and hers didn't show up. And I said, well, which airport are you going to? Mine's, you know, mine's pulling in now. And she said, oh, O'Hare. I'm like, all right, well, just get my Uber. Like, come with me. Like, I don't want you to miss your flight. And I, she was in sweatpants. I had no idea who she was. I had no <laughs> idea that she was a potential um, client of ours. It was just the right thing to do. And now we're connected on LinkedIn. And I hope that if she needs our services someday, she'll remember that moment of kindness and she'll reach out. Yeah, absolutely. There is reciprocity in that. And there's, you know, I I believe, you know, just doing good for the sake of good, um, because the way it makes us feel is important. And um, and I wholly believe that it, it will come back. And that's why it's one of the five bridges, um, because it it truly is part of self care. I believe, so I, I love that. Um, as we wrap up here, I'm wondering if you have a, a pearl of wisdom, um, uh, one maybe you know call to action or you know a final thought for our listeners who want to maybe make a change, who want to shift in their career, uh, learn, you know, to start investing in themselves a little more. Um, what's one thing that they can do today to sort of start to push the needle towards, you know, building the type of career, being the type of leader that has impact? Sure. I would say if you're looking for that next opportunity at the company that you're at, talk to one of your leaders um, and ask for feedback. If you're not getting feedback regularly, uh, you don't know what it is that you should be working on necessarily or why you got yeah. passed up for an opportunity or why you know you didn't get that promotion you were hoping for unless you're asking for that feedback. Um, similarly, if you're a leader, make sure you're giving feedback regularly. Um, but, you know, ask for feedback and also um, take a moment to say, you know, am I in a rut? Do I need to take what do I need uh, to be excited about what I'm doing at work? That might mean a new job or a new company or a completely new career path. Or it might mean that you need to just take a vacation and spend time with friends or family and uh, unplug for a couple of days and read a book, uh, or it might be that you need to take a master class on public speaking. Um, but you know, look inside and also ask others, um, what do you need 
to be mm. successful and make it something, find something that's measurable. You can say, okay, I did that. Uh, and that will give you, I think, the, um, the energy and excitement that you need to find that next thing and just keep going. Um, but if you make it something that like, oh, I'm going to be CEO of my company someday, but I'm going to finish that public speaking class on masterclass and I'm going to ask my boss for feedback in our next one on one. Uh, and I'm going to write down what he or she says, and I'm going to show her in a month how I've been doing those things like those are really um, easy things to accomplish that you can check the box on and say, okay, I did that. Now what's next? Absolutely. I love that. And it can be scary to ask for feedback, but I think if you found yourself in the right environment and you are, you know, really doing your best to, to grow, then, you know, there's always something valuable to take from that. Um, I think that's important. Um, and I, I love the thought of, you know, doing something that's measurable, um, having a long-term goal or something that we want to accomplish in the future is great. Um, but you know, what can we do right now? What can we do in the short term to help make change, to build confidence, to grow towards that long-term goal? Um, I think that's really, really wise. Fantastic. Um, Emily, thank you so much for sharing, you know, your perspectives and your personal experiences. Uh, it's really been great to, to catch up with you. Uh, we're going to link in the show notes, um, where, uh, where people can, um, find you on LinkedIn and, um, can, uh, find out more about, uh, chief, uh, which sounds like a fantastic group. So thanks for sharing about that as well. Absolutely. Great catching up with you too, Jake. My biggest takeaway from today's episode is when we want to grow in our careers or we're looking for more responsibility, the impulse or the default is maybe to look outward. And it's important to you know, look to our mentors or our leaders and ask for critical feedback and learn how we can improve and how we can grow. But as Emily shared, perhaps the most important thing we can do is to look within ourselves, to understand maybe where the gaps are, where our desires, are, our heart are leading us, and to you know really look at ways we can fill those gaps and bolster ourselves, our strengths, our knowledge, or our network in order to grow as individuals. Really fantastic conversation with Emily. I would love to know what your biggest takeaway was from today's interview. If you would, please screenshot this show, post it on your feed, and let me know what your feedback is. Thanks so much for tuning in. And until next time, be well. Thanks so much for listening to Passion and Profits Without Burnout. I hope that you found some impactful takeaways. And if you did, I'd love to hear from you. Share a screenshot on your IG story, tag me, or send me a quick message. This show is for you, so any feedback is welcomed. Hey, and make sure you're also subscribed to the show so you don't miss any of our new episodes. And if you could, take a few minutes to leave me a five-star review. That'd be greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening, and be well.